0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Play on K, a Korean drama
1: podcast with Emily and Raquel.
0: And this week, we're talking about Goblin, episodes 11 and 12.
1: And. It is getting crazy in this K drama. Like, I know that it sounds weird to say finally because we're on episodes 11 and 12, and I think there's like not that many episodes left. But also, we're in that like really, really bizarre point that just about every K drama has where there's like 17 plots happening at once.
0: Yes, they all do this right before the end cleanup, and it's just a lot. Yeah, you wonder There's how they're so going to... so much to keep track
1: of. Yeah, how are they going to clean all of these up?
0: Yeah. Like, I think my title for episode 12 was What is Happening and Why Am I Crying So Much.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, because all of the angel tears fell, and... Yeah. It's. I feel like there's not there has not been a single episode of this K drama that I have not teared up at least once, or mm-hmm. in some cases, happy, uh, just ugly cried, just sobbed.
0: I did that this episode. <laughs> yeah. Episode
1: um. Was. I mean, well, I just feel like episodes eleven and twelve. Also, for me, the title has been. Where we begin to experience the actual fallout of all of the things. Because yeah. we're finally experiencing like the fallout of everyone's choices up to this yeah. point.
0: Everyone's weird relationships and lovely relationships and everything that has to come to an end. Or come to an end before it comes back together, which it usually does by episode 16 of every K-drama. Yep. Everything falls apart, and then they're like, no, we'll find a way. We'll fix this for you. Don't
1: worry, we've been telling this story for a while now. We got this. You don't,
0: you don't have to cry forever. Yeah.
1: But it feels like we're gonna cry forever, because it's so sad.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Okay, so let's let's jump into episode eleven. Uh which starts with Goblin and the Grim Reaper telling Sunny that she's Kim Shin's sister, Kim's son. Yeah. She reacts appropriately, as always. Right. Sunny is golden.
1: She's just kinda like you I mean, I don't know what to say to you people. And <laughs>
0: Please leave?
1: Um, Yeah, which is exactly how a person would react.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like this is the best writing, because they are so... I don't know, they're so intricately weaving the past and the present, but also trying to constantly remind you that not everybody's in on this. Not everybody in this world is a goblin or a grim reaper.
1: Right. Right. And Untak kind of points out at one point that that is the case for Sunny. She's like, well, I mean, I was born weird, Untak was, and I've always been weird. And so it wasn't very strange for me to deal with grim rapers and goblins. But for Sunny, it's a lot to swallow.
0: Yeah. And she does... Uh, Sunny is the MVP of these two episodes. She does everything... Just how I want her. Yeah. Which probably isn't fair of me to say, because she shouldn't want to be with a Grim Reaper. It's for the best if she's not, but it's what my heart wants, and it's what her heart wants.
1: It is, and it's... Their relationship and how it's built over time has been so beautifully done... That, and, like, literally over history, it's been so beautifully done. And even the achy parts, you can see why she still loves him. And so it makes it so much easier to get behind them and want them to be together. And, oh, that's why it makes it so much harder when they're slowly falling apart.
0: Mm hmm. Oh, oh, it's just so good. I hate it.
1: And, um,. And she uh, she gets really sick after all of the revelations, and I got so worried, I guess. I mean, you and I both know that the best part of this show is the Grim Reaper, but I wonder <laughs> if I would have felt as panicked if the Grim Reaper had gotten sick? Probably not, because Grim Reapers can't die, but Sunny can, and I got so worried, I was like, no, keep Sunny safe.
0: Yeah. There's been a couple times where um, the Grim Reaper has like clutched his stomach after the after Kim Shin lights the prayer lantern with his oh, yeah. name on it, and then another time in in one of these two episodes so they reference it again where he's he's got this pain, and yeah you you're worried but not. As worried, whereas Sunny seems so much more delicate as this real life human being. Yeah.
1: And um, so you're worried. I'm so worried about her. I love her so much. She's fine. She pulls through.
0: <laughs> She'll be okay. Just like everybody else.
1: Yeah. She's superhuman in the sense that she's superhumanly beautiful, so I'm sure that gives her some level of immortality. Like the goblin! let me guess the beautiful yeah. one is immortal like, yes, yes that is <laughs> that is the wow, immortal that one true
0: yes um and there's some point in here where close to the beginning where she's trying to allow Kim Shin to convince her that she is his sister and they have a talk and you find out that the king is actually the one who painted the picture of Kim Sun. yeah I oh, thought that was a touching detail, I
1: did too, and the fact that they acknowledged that it part of it is so beautiful because it's how he saw her, and like there's so much longing and love put into it, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. mm, he loved her so much, he doesn't show it in any of the cutscenes. He's only psychotic, but
0: yeah, there's there's it. one where he um knocks the medicine out of a handmaiden's hand and is like don't don't take any medicine from anybody and you can read between the lines on that one but i feel like there's the scene where she's rushing to see him and it's supposed to be really cute and he just blank stares at her yeah like there's no emotion
1: like an expectant stare almost just like what's up and she's like oh romantic words and he just continues to stare at her after telling her she's heavy and I'm like alright okay playa
0: we get it with the jokes but he never yeah he, he shows that he cares about her in these psychotic ways that you're like okay I guess I'll do the work for you and assume that you like her but there's not even when there's an opportunity for a really cute moment between them, there's not.
1: Yeah, and I wish that they had taken just a minute to do that uh, relationship building so that we could feel so much more betrayed when he turns around and, like, after he's had the creepy advisor whispering in his ear after, like, and then he turns around and, like, kills her and ruins everything because then if there had been that relationship building it would have felt like how could he do this but mm-hmm. now I'm just I don't know I guess I I can see how he can do this because he didn't seem to care about her that much
0: yeah there's that one scene where he's spying on her while she's practicing her walking and that was pretty adorable and yeah. I thought they were gonna go somewhere from there but that's it. That's all they give you.
1: Just that love at first sight, I guess, which is my least favorite kind of love.
0: Mm-hmm. Basically just based on appearances. Yeah. Which is a level of love, but it's a shallow level.
1: Yep, it's the it's that top level. It's the top soil of love. can't yeah. do much with it.
0: So I, I appreciated that there was... At least some relationship building aspect after her death where yeah. Kim Shin reveals yeah, he, he did love her and he regretted not understanding her more so he painted all these pictures of her. Kind of cute. Yeah. Kind of nice. Um, so did just, we're gonna take the fashion report just right off the bat. Did you feel like um june talk stepped up her outfit game a lot
1: like once they took her school uniform away she became an adult it was like magic
0: like all her inheritance money was dropped on these new coats and i'm down
1: yep i approve of that
0: yes she looks stunning
1: Yeah, I'm so proud of her because I have, like, I liked her little word sweaters. They made me laugh, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I was so underwhelmed by what she was bringing to the fashion scene up until episode 11. And then she graduates, which was, so far, has been one of my all-time favorite scenes. Especially considering it involved Untox. So, um, (laughs) but that graduation scene in the classroom and like s- starting there and moving into episode 12 like every moment I see you talking, I'm like there's a beautiful turtleneck sweater layered with a beautiful wool coat how are you doing this to me where did you get I these clothes it. yes do this more
0: <laughs> you look beautiful And, like, an adult, like, you are an adult with an adult boyfriend, and I'm so much more comfortable with this relationship. Although, I feel like at the graduation scene, even though it was so cute of her, of him to come pick her up, I was a little bit like, don't go in the classroom, you're gonna look like her dad.
1: Yep. Because everyone else's parents are there, no one's boy, like, weird 30-year-old boyfriend showed up. Yeah. You'd Just be the to only wait one. for her outside. Yeah. Thank God he he kind of I don't know he did walk into the classroom, but we didn't have to try and survive. watch everyone
0: stop again like yeah. they did for when God walked in. They weren't like, oh, "Who's this? Who's he gonna approach?"
1: Right. Oh, like, but
0: no. But
1: the lady in red devastated that graduation scene. That was stunning. Every moment. I I would have thought it comical and over the top that everyone stopped and turned when she walked in. Except I'm pretty sure I would have stopped and turned and watched her walk in. Mm-hmm. And then her sweet little words to Untok, who totally needed that. And...
0: The what? world's most gorgeous bouquet.
1: Yes. Of cotton? I have never thought of that. But it was beautiful.
0: That's why this show is so good. Because it's stuff you never think about, but it's all in the details.
1: It's all in the details. It was so beautiful. And then she went and just, like, ripped the t-shirt to shreds, which, that was something I didn't know I needed from them, but I loved that it happened but I am confused, and I need you to explain something to me.
0: Okay, I'll try.
1: Did Untok have the teacher's face in a past life?
0: Okay, that was so much um, back and forth. I don't think so. I think that Kim Shin said the teacher was reborn with the same face. But she was really nice in the past. okay. I guess. Yeah, I
1: don't know. Really
0: mean as a teacher? Just not a good teacher. Maybe maybe episodes 13 and 14 will clear all of this up and we'll feel like fools once again. Once more. Because this show, this this podcast, I feel like no show before this has ever made me feel as dumb on my own podcast.
1: Straight up. And I think... Part of it, I only have myself to blame, because I started bringing in the predictions aspect. (laughs) Which, I mean, yes, that is on me. But also, there are so many things that happen that, and it's not even necessarily bad, like, storytelling, or even convoluted storytelling. I just, I never trust them to tie things up, for some reason. I don't know why I don't trust them to tie things up, but they'll introduce something and I'll be like, oh great, I have no clue what is happening, and I never will. And then they're like, you have to be patient. Yeah. Because like three episodes later, they present a new detail and everything makes sense.
0: And we feel like the biggest idiots because our predictions were so, uh, so very narrow in scope. Yeah, And they're like, no, look at the big picture. We're playing a long con here.
1: It's amateur hour on the podcast, and we should leave it to the professionals. I probably never will. (laughs) I love making predictions. I love it. Um, And I
0: feel like most K-dramas, like, no offense, but they're shallow enough that you can you can predict correctly and it's super fun to do
1: right and it's just it's fun to be like oh I'm reading the patterns it's a k-drama thing like pretty much at this point the only thing I feel I can accurately predict of every k-drama is that they will live together sometime before they're in a relationship
0: yes that is 100% accurate
1: that's every k-drama if anyone knows of a k-drama where they don't Live together before they enter into a relationship, let me know, because I'm pretty sure it's never happened.
0: Mm-hmm. It, not yet. Not- <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I'm sure it, there are some, but, um, let us know the names of them, because I can't think of any off the top of my head.
1: Me neither. Um, but anyway, yeah, uh, we can get into. More of how freaking fooled I have been at the end of this episode, but that's its whole own um, shock session, so we'll wait. We'll wait (laughs) until we get to the end of the episode. Um, I think the next thing, right after the graduation, um, was when... Sunny got real smart with the, uh, but the last thing I have written down. There might be something before this, but, um, the Grim Reaper goes to see her, but he's wearing his hat. And then she is the smartest person in the world and plays it so cool and walks over to him and just hits his hat with a branch.
0: Like she knows his height plus the height of his heels she does the math right in front of you, and it's so cool. So freaking cool.
1: I was floored. The Grim Reaper didn't seem super shocked, like a little bit shocked, but... I mean... But
0: more like scared and frozen... Yeah. ...than actually surprised. Uh, oh, she's so dang good.
1: She's amazing. She Love Sunny. I just... I want... To have a whole spin-off show where we don't have to roll our eyes at the Goblin and Untok every five minutes and <laughs> we can just watch Sunny and the Grim Reaper fall in love. They're the main characters. Every time
0: every time I think that Untok and Kim Shin are getting just a tiny bit better, I'm like, oh, maybe I'm behind their relationship after all. I'm I'm kind of getting into this. Suddenly Untak is like, I'm gonna date so much in college and I'm gonna go on so many blind dates and college is all about boys and And, and I'm
1: gonna bring up freaks out Tehi just to manipulate you and I'm like, Are yeah. you kidding me? Why are you two like this? Yeah. Or the part where she's walking home from Sunny's house and the Grim is... Behind her, or not the Grim Reaper, uh, the Goblin is behind her, Kim Shin is behind her, and she stops and smiles, and she's like, oh, how long have you been there? And he's like, I've been walking behind you this whole time. And she's like, oh, that's so comforting, and it's supposed to be so romantic, and I'm like, no, just say you're there and walk with her. It's weird to follow her. You guys are yeah. weird. that You have no clue how to socialize, and it's not cute, like when the Grim Reaper didn't know how to socialize.
0: <laughs> it's not cute and awkward and, but like sometimes um there's like a sequence when she's getting nervous and she's constantly like blowing out a match to summon him to like walk her home from work and various places Yeah. and on one of them she's like this time I just wanted to see you I just missed you so badly that it hurt and I'm like that Is an honest thing to say.
1: Pretty cute. Yeah, that was pretty cute. That got me.
0: That got me. And immediately, they always have to ruin it within the same episode. They always have to try and manipulate each other in some way.
1: Yeah, he starts a petty fight at one point over, I think, Taehee again. Like, both of them just use Taehee as a creepy leverage against each other.
0: Like, he's gone guys.
1: He's apparently going to America to become a baseball yeah. player. Yeah. Come over. We'll take him. <laughs> Play for the club We'll Cubs. appreciate
0: him. Yeah. Not use him as a crutch in our relationship.
1: Yeah. Good lord.
0: <sighs> These people. These people. So, um, back to the scene that you brought up <laughs> and I veered us off course of. Um, so Sunny knocks off the Grim Reaper's hat, and he tells her that he's a Grim Reaper. I did not actually expect that. that. I thought he'd say an angel, maybe.
1: Yeah, or that level of honesty to just say, like, "All right, I'm done. I'm done hiding this. You obviously know something's up. Like, you literally just knocked my invisible powers out of my hands." So, yeah. So you win. I'm a Grim Reaper.
0: And it's so cool. I don't know. I didn't expect that that honesty from him. But
1: I'm proud of him. Yeah. Honesty is what is going to get them to a good place someday. We'll see. I hope.
0: Also, in that scene, their outfits are all black. And they are stunning.
1: Both of them. Oh my gosh. And it was really good scene building as well just because in that moment he also says are we going to break up or I guess Mm -hmm. we're going to break up I did not write down the quote but I just like it's so cool to have them dressed all in black almost like they're mourning and looking at each other and knowing that they can't really reconcile this particular aspect of their relationship
0: wow so oh, this good. show. It's she so good. good. Um, and then, next scene, Intak goes to her college orientation, which I'm so proud of her. I just like her little college um, storyline. Right? That's so good for her. I know, and I'm
1: just proud of her, because she's really doing her life right.
0: Yeah, she's succeeding. And her ghost friends come to harass her. And one of them kind of tricks her.
1: Yeah, oh my gosh. What what the ghost does is pretty messed up, but I also feel like Untak was pretty reckless.
0: She's so had it coming, I don't know, because she knows that she falls to her death. She got a death card. Kim Shin tells her,
1: and she's you're going to fall to your death. Yeah, and she's supposed to avoid going to like high places and so she's like let's go have a dangerous conversation with um some man that like hurt this ghost somehow but let's do it on a balcony on a skyscraper
0: okay what is up with that skyscraper Uh, to have such a dangerous feature
1: but also yeah
0: i was just like okay well you're gonna die and you deserve it
1: that's fine yeah Yeah, and also, she's announcing everything this ghost is saying out loud, and I think it's supposed to be some kind of, like, almost comical, like, she's finding out, as we're finding out, that the ghost tricked her, and she's saying, you can't just go around tricking people and telling them one thing when really their husbands are murderers, but she's saying it out loud. And it's a little bit... It's one more drop in the you deserve this bucket so yeah
0: where she I don't know if if she had any foresight she could have stopped repeating everything and started I don't know trying to play it cool and being like oh you were mistaken oh your wife says she's sorry um she wants us to have coffee on the first floor
1: everything's normal and I have to (laughs) go I'll see you later
0: wow Okay, sounds good. <laughs> good good talk with you and your ghost wife. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, I'm also not prepared for this situation, but right. she plays it off in the worst way possible.
1: Yeah, she has no ability to think on her feet, apparently, past blowing out a candle and getting the goblin to, like, I don't know. Murder? Like, yeah, Murder.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess he didn't murder him. He just uh messed cuts, him up.
1: Yeah, cuts him real good.
0: I... I don't know. I think I wish I wasn't, because I consider myself a feminist, but I'm a sucker for damsel in distress in K-dramas. And I hate myself for it, but I'm like, Yeah, Kim Shin! Come to the rescue! For, yeah!
1: For me, it's a bit like it depends on the context of the damsel in distress, because I feel like if it's any situation where they, I don't know, where the girl is made out to be a stupid damsel, I'm a little bit frustrated. For example, when the main female lead climbs up onto a balcony and confronts a murderer, that's frustrating for me. I think, I go to like, uh, moments sorry to resurrect old K dramas, but like in Oh My Venus, where she did not see the stalker thing coming really mm. and she gets taken by surprise and then uh the John Kim I can't think of his name all of a sudden. Um <laughs> but he like bursts in and he's like, Oh, I I suspected something was off. It's my superpower. <laughs> But, like, that I could get more on board with, especially because then she kind of was her own hero in the whole, like, legal sense. She just needed someone to back her up. And I was like, that's cool. I'm still so mad that they had to wait for the goblin to, like, fly up this freaking skyscraper to cut down this guy. I'm glad he did. I didn't necessarily want um, talked to die as much as she deserved it, but I don't, know. I don't know where I'm going with this rant.
0: Like, I wish she could have tried something, like running away or fighting back, tried protecting herself for half a second before she gave up and called him, but it's an easy relationship builder that I can get behind.
1: Yeah, the damsel in distress. It it puts them together in a good situation, which is good. And it's good that he was more concerned about her than mad at her. I was mad. I was mad enough for both of us.
0: <laughs> but they got they got a hug out of it. Yeah, I that. Oh, and then the episode ends with her meeting Special Case Number Two.
1: Yeah, and it's completely disgusting.
0: Yeah, cause he's been dead forever.
1: Yeah, he's just one gross, gross ghost.
0: Gross, gross ghost. <laughs> Which is crazy. They have a scene right before the last scene where the Grim Reaper is talking to his um, younger associate and says, "I had a special. I had another special case that I was supposed to collect twenty years ago." but I didn't get any information on him, and that's why I haven't filed any paperwork. But I'm like, why was it 20 years ago? Why right. Why is not it like 300 years ago?
1: Well, I guess it was 20 years ago, because that's when he first saw this ghost make eye contact with him. Is that right? Because I know that the other ghosts talk about that like he's a really wise ghost that has made contact with a, eye contact with the Grim Reaper and lived like you and so I guess 20 years ago is when he first encountered him as a Grim Reaper
0: mm, so maybe he's just been under the radar completely for 300 years oh
1: and then 20 years yeah. ago he surfaced he
0: finally found the king's reincarnation yeah I don't know. Who
1: knows? I guess
0: it it probably doesn't matter at all that it was 20 years ago. I was just curious why they picked that number.
1: Yeah. It's another one of those things where now I just feel like I both have to trust them and can't trust them at all, because it's a weird pick, but knowing how many times they've made a fool out of me in this k-drama, I'm just like, I, they obviously know what they're doing.
0: Yeah. We gotta trust um, so let's jump into episode 12, because episode 12 is a lot crazier than episode 11.
1: Oh my god. Episode 12 was bananas.
0: Bananas. There's- the first five minutes are not really anything. So we can just kind of skip that and get straight into Dequas storyline.
1: Holy god, literally. <laughs> what happened? how did they play this i cannot deal with how well they set this up in a way that no one could ever detect ever
0: remember last episode when i was like um i guess daqua is a butterfly and he can just make magic happen and they're like Yeah, you look like a freaking idiot right now. Like,
1: obviously, and I was over here like, I don't know, it was just imagery. They were just using imagery. No, Mm -hmm. not that. No. They were alluding to something pretty big.
0: I just hope most listeners are watching the show along with us and are equally surprised and can agree with us. Because if you watch the whole thing and then listen to our podcast, you'd be like, these... These fools.
1: These great big potatoes don't know what <laughs> they're doing. Oh. Uh, so please to that, listen along with us. It's going back to that thing where we're like the two least qualified people to have a podcast about anything, but maybe especially key dramas, because <laughs> at this point we don't know what we're saying. And we keep
0: just making the wrong predictions, even though they're so fun and we keep doing them.
1: Yeah, we're having fun with them. I hope you're having fun with them. <laughs> I hope it's funny that we're just really dumb. I hope yeah. that that's hilarious.
0: It's pretty funny to me.
1: Yeah. I look <laughs> back at this and laugh.
0: Mm-hmm. Why did we keep making guesses? Why?
1: Why? We need to stop that. I'm not gonna stop. So,
0: Ducroix, I don't think he is a god. It seemed like he was possessed by a god.
1: Mm-hmm. I thought for a minute, I thought they were going to make him a god, and I was...
0: I was- 100% down for that.
1: Yeah. I was like, okay, so now she lives with a god, a goblin, and a grim reaper. Yes. This is the best show ever.
0: This is the best show ever. And I'm pretty sure um, he
1: wasn't just a god, I think he was god.
0: Yes. So. It seems like- There was like God, and then the lady in red is more like Mother Nature or the God of humans. Yeah, he's like everything.
1: Yeah, because he created the world. At one point, she was like, "Why didn't you just create a world without conflict?" And his answer: Oh, it was so good. Then humans wouldn't seek out gods. I am so impressed with this show.
0: This show is my new Bible.
1: Yep. Dekwa is is my new God.
0: Dekwa is my new God. This show is my Bible.
1: It's amazing.
0: Um, So, yeah. um, I just need to use my NPR voice to simmer down for a minute because I'm too excited. (laughs) Just too excited. I just loved Aqua so much, and I love that even though it didn't last, and he seemed like the god left him, that he got his moment in the sun.
1: Yeah. And it was a really good way to explain all of these moments that we had noticed, and just wrote off. Because yeah. I remember when he did some good work getting the Grim Reaper to, like, erase memories, and give out money and stuff and thinking oh that was uncharacteristically responsible and then just Mm. moving on yeah and then you find out that it was actually not like yeah it was uncharacteristically responsible he (laughs) is still Dukwa but he wasn't then
0: and it's hard to remember as well sometimes how much each character knows and how much each character doesn't know because we know everything about everyone, except, obviously, plot twists and surprises. But, like, we know that the Grim Reaper can erase memories.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So they revealed, like, oh, Dequad didn't know that. So that's surprising that he asked the Grim Reaper for his help erasing people's memories when he wasn't supposed to know that the Grim Reaper could do that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I probably didn't notice that.
1: Yeah, I... I'm 100% sure I didn't. I just assumed at some point the Grim Reaper told him that. I don't know why.
0: Yeah. You just you just go with the flow of people knowing things and not knowing things. So it's cool that they laid it out for the peanut gallery. Yeah. Everything, all the clues that they had dropped.
1: We needed our hands held. For reals. Like, we needed someone to just guide us through that.
0: There is a moment... Right before they realize it, that the goblin goes, Oh, why didn't I piece this together before? And I was like, if they don't spell this out for me, I swear to God, <laughs> I'll be so mad because I don't know what's happening. Swear to Dequa I swear to Dequa, <laughs> De what's happening? Tell me what, what the secret is. Um. So, yeah, that's, I don't know. I think that was my favorite part of this episode by far. Yeah the bar scene
1: so good and uh the one thing i wrote down that uh, god said that i just thought was really cool is all god does is ask questions and i was like god god
0: (laughs) god you're getting wow How are these just normal, mortal humans writing these things?
1: Right? Oh, these writers are so talented.
0: They're so talented.
1: This is some incredible storytelling, and I... For all of the complaining we've done through this, I'm so glad that we're experiencing all of these awesome moments, like DaQua being God.
0: Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry if people think that we hate Goblin because we 100% love it. We just um, struggle with the actual Goblin himself. Yes,
1: it's hard. It's just hard to get on board with some things. But that said, it's really good storytelling.
0: Yeah, and that's what love is. You don't have to love everything about something yep. To, to be obsessed with it.
1: And that's beautiful.
0: Thank you. <laughs> I should be a writer on this show. <laughs> um there's this weird storyline that they start to get into that I assume they're going to get into more as we go on where the female Grim Reaper is apparently also part of the historical storyline.
1: Yeah. And she, she hey. is like the handmaid yeah, and she seems to be have been in cahoots with... I did not write his name down. The creepy ghost.
0: <laughs> I knew I would not remember. I wrote down four different versions of his name before I realized it was probably important. He's getting more <laughs> of a role. As
1: time goes on.
0: Mm-hmm. So in this episode, after DeCroix weird... God storyline ends, and the God leaves his body, um, his grandpa dies. And we knew that was coming. But I'm still sad.
1: It was so hard. I- This
0: is when I bawled like a fool.
1: Yeah. I didn't hold myself together super well. There were tears.
0: I was- I teared up when Kim Shin um- Made the speech to the Grim Reaper. He was like, "Tell him that in his next life, he should not be tethered to someone, and that he gets to live freely." And I was like, "Oh!" And the tombstone inscription that he gave him—that
1: got me. That was um,
0: the dam did not break for me until Secretary Kim came to pick up DeQua from work, and DeQua that- was like. No, I'm still working. And uh, Secretary Kim was like, No, you have to come with me. (gasps) (laughs) Just don't tell him that his grandpa died. Just let him finish his stupid
1: shift at the stupid
0: furniture store.
1: And let him try and live his life for a couple more minutes. I don't know. I don't
0: know. Just don't tell him. Yeah. Just never tell him, because, man, Mandaqua's a good actor, because he cries like a champ. He cries like I wanted to see him cry for his grandpa.
1: When he sits down on that step and just talks about how he let him down and how he wished so many things, and the goblin says, you're not alone, Ah.
0: Oh. <sighs> And the goblin says he's not alone, to which he responds, I'll I'll be here for you. I'll be your brother and your father and your grandfather, just like my grandfather would have wanted me to do.
1: What? I can't even review this past just saying what he did and said, because it gave me too many feelings. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to deal with that.
0: I hope everybody else connected to this episode in the same way that we did.
1: I just feel like everyone has lost a grandparent, or obviously not every person has lost a grandparent, but it's one of the first losses you experience, and so it's so easy to relate to Dakwa here, because... I don't know. It's
0: just he's the left behind. Yeah, and which is to say, it's obviously. I think it's harder for Daqua because he is technically closer to his grandpa, in my opinion, than Kim Shin. Yeah. But it's also a peek into Kim Shin's immortality. Like, Juntak spells out for us, like this is what being immortal <laughs> means. And that's really sad, too.
1: Yeah. It was just heavy. They prepared us for it. Um, At one point, the Grim Reaper is apologizing to Duckwa for not allowing him time to prepare. And I thought, I mean, we were prepared, and I'm still a mess, so.
0: (laughs) You couldn't have done anything. you cute. Cute
1: Grim Reaper. It was really sweet how they all tried to cheer him up, though.
0: Yeah, it's nice. Their family moments are a really beautiful aspect of this show.
1: Yeah, that family is a good family.
0: It's a real messed up, beautiful, good family. Yep, I love them. Um, so there's a lot in this episode that builds up to the Grim Reaper being the king.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I felt like it was all good, but it's not all worth talking about. It
1: really isn't because we knew. And it was all well done and well handled, but I, literally one of my notes is, creepy ghost confirms what we already know and stirs up trouble.
0: Yeah, because- and it's like, within one episode, he tells talk, who tells no one. So he gets frustrated, I guess, and tells Kim Shin, who gets grumpy and like I think at some point the Grim Reaper finds out for himself. He riddles it out. Yeah. See, most of this episode is just each person finding out separately, which isn't super worth talking about.
1: No. And so I feel like the there are two final scenes that uh, There are three final scenes that are worth talking about. And the first is um, when the Grim Reaper goes to Sunny after he's figured it out. And gives the most heartbreaking breakup speech where he just like apologizes for the role that he's played in her life. And how he wishes that they could have had a happy ending. He wanted it, but there's just no way because he knows what he has done. And he cries... Those angel tears. And that was rough.
0: That. oh, And then he kisses her, which is what you've always wanted.
1: This was the first kiss I have been waiting for in this K-drama.
0: And they have to ruin it because it is goblin. And it is their way to give you something that you want so badly and make it break your heart.
1: Yep, just take everything away. So, um... She remembers her whole she life. She remembers. Her life, And it makes her real sad. And then he takes away all of her bad memories, because he's a beautiful soul. And I don't know if it was the right thing to do, but it was incredibly wonderful. And, st- like, the how heartbroken he is when he says, like, you won't remember any of your bad memories from any of your lives. Oh. I only want you to be happy. I was like I can't Good cope. Man. Yeah, he's such he's the goodest boy.
0: The goodest boy. He's gonna win the happy award.
1: Yep, the Grim Reaper is gonna take the happy award from happy. <laughs> from
0: Happy Um There is they do a kind of replay of A past scene where the king gives an ultimatum to the queen and says, you either live with me or die with your brother. And they replay it with the actors who play the Reaper and Sunny. Mm -hmm. I wasn't super into it.
1: The only reason I liked it was because the Grim Reaper and Sunny both look like adults. And...
0: That's, yeah.
1: The king and the queen look like kids, which historically probably couldn't be more accurate, but...
0: Disconnects uh, you a little bit from their from their love.
1: Yeah. Um, but
0: I, I, just, I think 90% of it was that I hated his stupid mustache.
1: Yeah, it was pretty bad. Why? I don't know if he grew that or if they pasted that to his face, but I did not like it either way.
0: The baby king didn't have a mustache. Mm-hmm. Why be like...
1: I don't know. I guess they, I had to, they had to give Kim Shin, Kim Shin long hair and the Grim Reaper a mustache. And... I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I don't
0: know. It's fine. I actually didn't recognize him for a minute with his facial hair. Who's I was this? like, oh, there's are Sunny. <laughs> and then there's that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, so that I feel like took took a little bit away from for me. Yeah,
1: but it does set up... Her remembering everything sets up um, the beautiful sibling reunion that was everything I could have wanted. It made me want to go hug my big brother.
0: Yes! Oh my gosh, it makes you... Just appreciate siblings 100 times more.
1: Yep. It was just really, really beautiful. And they were so sad because of who, how their past life had ended. But also so happy to have each other. And that was yeah. good.
0: And I think it was a couple scenes later where he comes back and conf- Kim Shin confronts Sunny about... Um. The Grim Reaper being Wang Yo, and he's like, Is it true? And she protects him. And he, I don't know, I feel like that's so they're so good at playing the siblings as siblings. Right. And oftentimes in shows I feel like they get mixed up and they do weird sibling relationships. And this one's really perfect.
1: Yeah, like they feel like siblings.
0: Yeah. Where he's like, you're still in love with an idiot, and you're an idiot.
1: Yeah, and she's like, I mean, sorry, bro.
0: What so- you gonna do? Sorry, bro. <laughs> That's on me, and I really liked that scene.
1: Yeah, and then it moves, like, the goblin is on the hunt for the Grim Reaper at this point, and when Sunny doesn't give him up, he looks everywhere for him. And finds him. Yeah. And I really just want him to forgive him. It's all I want. I think in my heart that he will. (laughs) He has to, right? There has to be some forgiveness there, right? Oh, because I love their friendship, and I'm not ready to lose it, but how can they go back? I don't know. How
0: can they go back? And the cliffhanger is him choking The Grim Reaper, which to me was, like, threatening. It's just they play so much with death in this show that sometimes I'm like, are you threatening him with death? Because he's a Grim Reaper, so I think he might already be dead, and I don't know. (laughs) He
1: is death. Yeah, and I don't know if a goblin can kill a Grim Reaper. And part of me just imagines that at the beginning of the next episode he'll be, like, choking him. And then he'll just be like, ah, just kidding. Let's go kill this other guy. Like, I know yeah. that's not how it's gonna work, but... No. But...
0: But what's the point? Yeah. Ah, just kidding. You can't yeah. die. Let's go. Yeah! Let's go some What are we gonna chicken? do? Or, like, let's, let's actually fight, because if I just, like, try and kill you, it'll just be weird.
1: Yeah. It's not gonna happen. Mm-mm. But also I feel like the Grim Reaper isn't currently in a mental state to fight for his life if it's at risk. He's, yeah, I
0: feel like he'd rather die.
1: Yeah, he's not doing great right now. Hmm. He's lost a lot.
0: He's lost a lot, and he doesn't mind being not existent anymore, I think.
1: Yeah, I think he's a bit dumb. Um,
0: so I guess... To not end on a sad note, I could go back to the middle of the episode and say something that was my one of my favorite parts. Oh, what was it? That we did not mention where Kim Shin finds his best friend/slash murderer.
1: Oh, yeah, that was really nice.
0: That was really it's so weird. I, I mean, classic weird Kim Shin.
1: Yeah, and it was also weird because you can't let people know. That you're rewarding them for their actions in a past life, because it's just weird. Because Secretary Kim is like, here's a car, here's a house, here's an office, here's everything you've ever dreamed of, and the guy's just kind of like, I don't know what I did to prove to you that I deserve this, like a person, because I'm pretty sure it's a really human reaction to not really trust being given a million super nice things out of the blue and then secretary kim is just like oh you you saved your country in a past life and i'm like i mm-mm, that is not no. an easy to accept answer
0: i appreciated it in that i his first answer was you really nailed your interview <laughs> and i think anybody would struggle for the rest of their life being like i don't get it or like i, I got- have to
1: live up to Apparently, the My perfect interview. interview. <laughs> yeah.
0: Where you gave me a house and a car and a great job for nailing an interview. I'm just not too... So you can... Even if you're like, it, you seem like a crazy person and that seems like a lie, at least you gave me something that you seem to believe was true. Yeah. And
1: Kind of justifies all these crazy things. So I guess I'll take this car in the name of my country.
0: Name of... Gorya. Gorya. <laughs> <laughs> we can end on that, because that was <laughs> one of my favorite scenes. Because they played it out like Kim Shin was just going to like walk up to him and be like... Stare down. Hi, just a sleepy... <laughs> Empty stare down, <laughs> right peers. before his big interview.
1: Yeah, why would you do that to a person? Psych
0: him out much. Yeah. and Then they're like, no, we're gonna take care of him.
1: And it was a really good wrap-up, too. It's another one of those things where they really haven't left any loose ends, but I keep expecting them to. Like, I remembered the, like, general that had helped him, but I also was just Didn't like, he's in the past.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, they, like you said, they keep wrapping up loose ends, but then like this episode, they have the female Grim Reaper become a character from the past, and you're like, so you're just making more loose ends. Why?
1: Yeah, like, great. Okay.
0: You don't need any.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess join us next week to talk about the loose ends that have been born and subsequently wrapped up well.
0: Because there's going to be so many more. Next is 13 and 14, which I feel like episodes 11 through 14 of a K-drama are the craziest.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm excited. We're about to slide down the crazy Korean drama rabbit hole with this one. And yeah, I'm looking forward to how it all ends up. So we've got two more episodes left. Two more of our episodes yes. left.
0: Four more K-drama episodes. Four
1: more K-drama episodes. So next week, um, we can talk more about it, but this week, if you want to talk about what we talked about, you can reach us at our email, which is playonk.com podcast at com,
0: or you can comment uh, directly on the episodes either at playonk.com or on iTunes or tweet at us
1: yeah we have a twitter we're at playonk
0: and yeah let us know what your fan theories are which ones you've also gotten wrong or if you just enjoy listening to us get them all wrong yeah
1: Because they've all been pretty much. They've all been wrong. We've been having
0: fun with it.
1: Yeah, this has been a good one to make predictions on. Because how boring would it have been if we got them right?
0: For real, so boring. Um, our theme song, of course, is by James Hevel. The talent, the talented. (laughs) (laughs) James Hevel. um check him out <laughs> Where wherever you can we should get like a twitter from him we should get his his I, twitter handle
1: i friend him on facebook friend him on facebook i'm sure he will enjoy that show him now while you're there Yep, yeah, he'll totally get it um, no look him up look him he's up he's amazing incredibly talented and he performs a lot usually opera stuff but yeah if that's your other jam if you're like my two things are korean dramas and operas then he is your man
0: and like comment that because i want to know I want to know who out there is into those two things. Like, what and we intersection?
1: Should yeah, what intersection are, have we missed out on all of this time?
0: Yeah. He some more opera in this podcast just for you.
1: I'm into that. I'm so into that. <laughs> awesome. All when right. We, we'll see you guys next week.
0: <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Pop.